um, um, still there's some technical problems here in the studio, so uh, uh, we'll have to do this ourselves. Well, what do you mean we have to do this ourselves? You know, okay, uh, we're gonna, gonna, you know, like, uh, I have to remind everybody you're listening to jradio.com, and you can listen to us live on the telephone. You can listen to us, uh, 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 um, uh, seven one uh, one two uh, four three two You can listen to us live or archives. You know seven one eight five zero six nine zero nine nine. And I don't remember the newest number, so <laughs> you'll have to find that out yourself. Okay, and then later on after the story, if you want to call in, uh, it's, uh, you know, uh, uh, 718-683-5858, but I never have to tell that number, right? That's right. Everybody seems to know that number. Okay, so uh, <clears throat> now you want to remind... Yeah, sure, of course. You want to remind everybody that uh, um, you're listening to jradio.com, and of course we could use your... Your, uh, uh, you know, your, uh, your, your, your donations and everything like that. So keep them coming in because that's what keeps us going. You know, <laughs> all the equipment costs money to run and the rental and everything. You know, okay. So don't forget to send in, you know, your money to jrootradio.com. No, well, of course, uh, t- I think it's twenty nine twenty nine uh, at Nostrand Avenue or something like that, or twenty nine twenty. You'll have to look it up. I think I'm, I'm sorry because, you know, I didn't know that the that the technicalities would still be here. All right, all right, you did pretty good. Okay, so now I would like to remind everybody, I know what you want to remind everybody, you know, if you're interested in hiring Rabbi Yitzhak you know, for storytelling or for Kaya Chalabayach demonstrations and things like that, you know, <laughs> the number to reach is 718-375-1294. That's right, you got that right. Okay, so now that we got that... <laughs> uh, well, you, you forgot, you know, it's coming closer to the summer. That's right, it is. So you have to remind the camps and everything like that. If they wait for the last minute, they won't have their choice dates, right? Oh, yes, that's correct. You're so right. As a matter of fact, uh, <laughs> we took a couple of bookings today, too, Baruch Hashem. Okay, so uh, if you're interested in hiring... Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, if you're interested in hiring Rabbi Yitzhak for, for, for storytelling or, or for Kaya or things like that, you know, uh, during the summertime or whatever it is, you know, <laughs> of course, all year round, too, but, but, you know, camps are coming up, you know, things like that. You, you don't wait till the last minute, you know. <laughs> so the number to call is 718-375-1294. And, of course, you know, uh, uh, Rabbi Yitzhak's stories uh, on CDs, uh, most of them are available in stores now. About, well, some of them are actually <laughs> but the newest ones are you know like like uh like uh, i'm innocent i tell you a shawl hamelech and the witch you know <laughs> things like that you know uh you know and, uh, there's gonna be a new one coming out uh, hopefully it'll be before the summer <laughs> we'll, we'll keep you posted anything else you want me to say uh i think you pretty much did it uh, okay, uh, uh, now you got a story? Uh, I was hoping you had a story. <laughs> I was hoping you had a story. Wait a minute. Who are these funny people looking here in the studio? What do you mean, funny-looking people? Excuse me, Yossi. Uh, uh, you know these two funny girls over here. Those two funny girls just happen to be my granddaughters. Oh, they're not so funny anymore, you know? They don't look so funny, but they're laughing now. <laughs> okay, so uh, who are they? Well, it's Reaver and Silka. They're some of my granddaughters. Oh, they're here special guests. Yes, they are. Now, can we get to a story? Do you have one? Uh, well, uh, Hashem is going to put one in my head about... Ouch! What happened? Hashem just put a story in my head. Oh, he dropped it too hard? Well, a little bit, but okay. Okay, so this is a very interesting story. 
This story happened quite a number of years ago. <laughs> quiet? You mean a quiet number of years ago? Like, was was noisy during that time? No, no, not quiet. Quite. Quite a number of years ago. Oh, quiet a number of No, no, quite. Quite. Uh, you know what? Uh, let me just go on, okay? Well, there was this uh, boy by the name of Schleimi. Ah, Schleimi. Nice, cute name. Yes. Anyways, so Schleimi was a very interesting boy. Now, what did Schleimi do? Well, I'll tell you what Schleimi did. Okay, tell me what Schleimi did. Uh, what, what are you going to do over there? Well, uh, uh, I'm just going over and uh, making one little volume just a drop louder for me. One second. Okay. Uh, okay. Oh, 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 okay, now we're good. <laughs> well, that was good. You, you, you're being a technician yourself? Just a little bit. Okay, so now... <laughs> Okay, this story goes back to the times of Schleimi. <laughs> Schleimi Hamelech? No, 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 not that Schleimi. Okay, anyways, so let me tell you. Schleimi lived in a time before, before there were cars, buses, and trucks, and everything. So you don't have to go, and you don't have to go, you don't have to do any of that, right? Well, I guess not, because you already just did it. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Okay, so now what? Well, now we can tell you about Schleimi. Schleimi was a very smart boy. Oh, so you're not talking about me? <laughs> you're yussy, he's Schleimi. But, but, but you said he's very smart. You're also smart. Oh, you might be a smart aleck. Oh, well, I, no, 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 just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. Okay, anyway, so let me tell you what happened. Schleimi was a very brilliant boy, and he learned very well in yeshiva. And, of course, his Rebbe one day was talking about Lagbaima. But Lagbaima was last week. All right, so it's still fresh in the mind. We can still tell a story about Lagbaima. Okay, did you ever tell this before? I, I, I don't remember telling it. You'll tell me at the end of the story if I ever told it before. And the people that call in, they'll tell me if I ever told it before. Because if I did, I probably didn't tell it in a long, long time. Okay. Is it a long, long story, too? Well, if I didn't tell in a long, long time, it's probably going to be a long, long story. Uh, okay, I hope so. Uh, well, I have to finish, though, on time. Okay, so go ahead. Tell the story already. Okay, I'll tell the story already. Okay, the story begins like this. Uh, Shlemy was a very smart boy. You said that. Uh, okay. And he was very wise. Ah, uh, you said that. Uh, he was smart. Ah, uh, well, you said, well, what's the difference? Why is he smart? He was a smart, wise boy. <laughs> okay, now no, what happened? Well, his Rebbe was talking about Lagvaimer. So, Kindler, let me tell you and explain to you. You see, it just happens to me that one of the reasons why we have this minhag to play with a bow and arrow, of course, not to hustle, shoot anybody with a bow and arrow, you know. <laughs> That's why we go to the parish, because in the times of Rabbi Shimon Bar one of the reasons is that there was not seen a rainbow in his times. You all know that if we see a rainbow in our times... We make a bracha! Uh, see, could you let him finish the story? Oh, sorry. <laughs> but I do know, right? You make a... Of course you have to make a bracha. But why don't you listen to what the Rebbe says? Oh, okay, Rebbe, go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. Anyways, as I was trying to say that, um, uh, you know... Uh, a sign of a rainbow means that Hashem really was angry with us in the world and wanted to destroy the world. But because of his promise that he made to, uh, to uh, Noyach, so he doesn't destroy the world, but instead he shows a rainbow. Now, the word for rainbow is Keshev, and the word for bow, like in bow and arrow, is Keshev. 
And the reason why Hashem showed a rainbow, because when you look up in the sky and you see the rainbow, it's bent. Yeah, so what about it? Well, Shlaimi, let me tell you something. When you see this rainbow, the reason why it's bent is because in the olden days, when people used to fight in a war, they didn't fight with guns because it wasn't invented yet. So what did they use, Rabbi? Well, what they used was, they used bows and arrows. Now, if they wanted to come to war, they turned the bow facing the person, and that showed that they want to come to fight. If they wanted to come in peace, they turned the bow around facing themselves because nobody wants to shoot themselves, right? <laughs> I guess not. I guess not, right. So what did they do? Well, let me tell you what they did. So Hashem makes the bow facing him to show that he's coming in peace. He really would like to destroy us because of our sins, but he changes his mind all because of his promise to Nayak. And that's a sign that we should wake up and do tshuva. Now, another reason why we play with bows and arrows is for the following reason. Uh, why do we pick on Lagboma? Because, you know, Rab Shimon his your son is on Lagboma. So we remember, remember that because in his lifetime, in the lifetime of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, there was never seen a rainbow in his time because of his cause he protected the world. Now, what happened was the Romans didn't like when Jewish people were learning Torah at that time period, you know, before there was a different change, you know, but meanwhile, at the time period when the Romans were mean and they didn't let Jewish people learn Tyra, so Rebellion used to take their children out to the forest with bows and arrows, and they used to teach them Tyra. And if Roman soldiers came and they said, what are you doing here? What is going on here? What are you doing? And of course the Rebbe would say, we're just uh, playing with bows and arrows while going hunting. Is there a problem with that? Okay, no problem. And, of course, they let them go. And after the Romans left, they went back to learning Torah. So that's one of the reasons. All right, so now that's why I took you and the rest of the Kindalach outside into the forest. And we're going to shoot the uh, bow and arrow as a symbolic thing to remember. And so, sure enough, that's exactly what they did. And Shlaimi, he took up the bow and arrow, and he said to himself, Well, if I could shoot this bow already... Might as well try to shoot a target. Let me see how good I can be. Hmm. Let me see. La da dee da da. Oh, there's a twig over there. Let's see if I can shoot and knock that twig off. <laughs> Look at that, Remy. Look how good I was. I knocked off the twig. <laughs> That's very good. You did a very good job. Did you ever shoot a bow and arrow before? Actually, Rabbi, this is the first time. Wow, you're pretty good for the first time. Thank you, Rabbi. <laughs> and of course, Shlomi began to like the bow and arrow. And even when it wasn't like Bema, he saved the bow. And whenever he had some free time, he would go out to the forest. And he would practice shooting. And he was really good at it. And one day, his father saw him. Uh, Shloimi, what are you doing? Oh, Tadia, I'm just practicing my bow and arrow. Well, uh, we only have the minute to play with it on uh, Lagboimer, and uh, Lagboimer is a long gone, you know that. 
Oh, I know, but but I still like it. It's fun. <laughs> fun? These weapons, they're a clay ace. You know, that this clay ace of, you know. Uh, it's a Kaylee from ace of. We don't play with things like that. Now, come on. Put it away, and let's go home. Uh, okay, no problem. And, of course, he would put it away. And then when his father went out to work, when he came home from yeshiva and his father wasn't home yet, he would go out to the fields and take the bow and still practice his bow and arrow. And he was such a mumcha at it that if he went over and put the bow behind his back, put his hands behind his back, and took aim, he would still hit his target. He was so good at it. And he just loved it. And one time, he got so carried away because he was having such a good day and trying all different kinds of tricks with his bows and arrows that he was late. And his father came looking for him and had a funny feeling he was out in the field. Oy, 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 shloimy, shloimy, shloimy. How many times do I gotta tell you that this bow and arrow business is clay asov? <laughs> we, we, we are... A clay Tyra, you know what I'm saying? We're the people of the books. We have to specialize more in Tyra learning and doing mitzvahs and maizim tabim, not playing with weapons and things like that. Oh, I'm not playing to, to hustle show and hurt anyone. I, I just love to do it. I wish you wouldn't do this. You never know where this could lead to. Why don't you stick to the kalem of what a yid does, okay? What do you say? And of course... Unfortunately, his Yetzahara got the best of him, and Shloimi did not stop practicing with the bow. He just became more and more careful not to do it when his tati was around. He was torn a little bit. One part of him said, I have to do the mitzvah, kibbutz aim. I have to listen to my tati. But, you know, if he doesn't see me, he can't tell me to stop. Although he's already told me to stop. But on the other hand, that was the other day. But does he mean it all the time or not? Well, I better not think too much about it. But I got to practice when he's not around. And that's what he did. Unfortunately, he was totally wrong. What his father meant was he should stop practicing the bow and arrow every day. Not just at one time, but every day. You know, it's one thing to practice something. A little bit here, a little bit there. But it's another thing to practice something so much that it takes you away from what a yid is all about. Of course, he stayed from, there's no question about it. And when he got older, it was too late for his father to tell him anything because now he was old enough to go out on his own if he wanted. All right, Dad. Um, <clears throat> Tati, I should say. <coughs> I should call you Tati. <laughs> Dad is like modern way. Okay, okay, Tati. So, um, I'm, um, Gonna go take a walk. You don't fool me. Just because I'm older, I still know what you do. And you don't fool me. But now you're so old, meaning not old man, but you're old enough to do on your own, or go on your own, I should say. And um, based on that, uh, really can't stop you. You're old enough to make your own decisions, but you know I really don't approve of you going around with this bow and arrow. Oh, Tati, don't worry about me. I know what I'm doing. I hope so. I really hope so. Ay, 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 ay. 
I pray for you quite a lot. Yeah, I'm sure you do. All right, that's good. Okay, my father prays for me. <laughs> good, I pray for my father too. Okay, no, no, let me go out there. Now, let's see. <sighs> let's see. I could shoot that leaf. Yeah, let me practice shooting that leaf right off from a good distance. <laughs> Boy, I hit that. <laughs> I'm getting really good at that. And one day, when he was practicing, he didn't realize he was wandering off to a different part of the forest, a forest that was not public forest. He began to wander off into the king's private forest, but he didn't realize that. And on that day, the king made his decision. <laughs> right, gentlemen, gentlemen, I'm going to go hunting now, if you don't mind. So, uh, since I'm going to go hunting, um, <clears throat> I'm going to go hunting, and of course I don't go alone. <laughs> Where's the captain of the guards? Where are you? You who, captain of the guards? Yes, sir. Right away, sir. I'm right here. What is it, sir? <laughs> okay, take a couple of our good soldiers to protect me. We're going to go hunting, of course, within my forest, okay? Yes, sir. What would you like to hunt? Oh, maybe some uh, wild boar or something, or maybe any animal that I could shoot with my bow and arrow. Now give me my royal bow. <laughs> Give me my arrows. No, of course, um, escort me to my royal horse. Uh, yes, sir, this way. Here is your horse, sir. Would you like a help to climb up? Of course. Okay, now put out your hands. Let me step up here. Oh, there you go. Now, of course, if the horse could talk, he would probably say, I wish the king would go on a diet or something. He's so heavy. Okay, but that's if the horse could talk. But Baruch Hashem, the horse doesn't talk. At least the way we should understand. Unless Shlomo Melcha was around. But anyways, back to the story. <laughs> that was a good joke, Rabbi Yerf. <laughs> oh, wow. How, oh, you know, come to think of it, how come you're so quiet in this story? I never heard this story. I don't remember it. Oh, that's a good simon. So that means I probably didn't tell it in a very, very long time. Either that or I'm beginning to forget things. Uh-oh, that's not good. <laughs> maybe yes, maybe no. What do you mean, maybe? I'm... Oh, never mind. Let's go back to the story. Okay, so anyways, what happened was as follows. That day, the king was going out with his entourage. They were going out to the forest. <laughs> oh, such a nice day, you know. <laughs> oh, let's see now. Oh, look over there. <laughs> I see something very interesting. Oh, let's go hunt that. Let's go get it. Come, come. And he picked up a little speed with his horse. <laughs> and he stopped his horse short. <laughs> and he took his bow and he took a shot. <laughs> but he missed. At that moment, there was a snake coming out of a hole. And the snake came out of the hole. And if the snake could talk, but it can't, but if it did, it would probably say, 
<laughs> Look at that. Dinner is ready. <laughs> oh, that's a big piece of meat over there. <laughs> I think I'll bite it with my poisonous venom. Yeah, sure, it'll be fun. But of course, the snake couldn't talk, but it did have its instinct, and the snake was going towards the king's horse. And the horse saw the snake, and the horse jumped up. <laughs> And, of course, the king fell off the horse. And he landed pretty hard. Oh, that hurts. Um, what's going on? Oh, no, there's a poisonous snake. Captain, captain, come here quickly. But the captain was on his way. But he didn't get there quick enough. And the snake was coming very close to the king. And all of a sudden, the snake began to wrap itself around the king. It was a big snake. And suddenly, the snake's head was facing towards the king's head and was about to lurch forward and bite the king right on his neck with a venomous bite, a poison that would kill the king. But all of a sudden, before the, cake, the, the snake could do that, all of a sudden, there was a sound. And the snake fell dead. Ooh. Good shot. Very good shot, Captain. Uh, I didn't do that. What do you mean you didn't? You shot him with an arrow, and you hit the snake right in the head. Oh, you saved me just in time. Uh, Your Majesty, I, I, um, <clears throat> I, 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 I have to admit, I only have a sword here. I was going to run up here and chop off the snake's head, but um, um, I didn't get her quickly enough. So then who shot the arrow? Uh, excuse me, pardon me. Uh, I did, if you don't mind, sir. Um, uh, oh, my goodness. You're the king. Yes, I am. And what are you doing in my private forest? Uh, private forest? Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize it was a private forest. I must have gotten carried away. I was just, you know, practicing shooting my bow and arrow and, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, I was uh, just going through the forest and... Uh, and I just wandered deeper and deeper, and I didn't realize. I, I mean, now in the royal forest, I'm so sorry. I'll just leave. No, no, don't leave. Uh, I'm very happy that you wandered off here. Oh, really? Uh, why? Uh, what do you mean? Was that you who just shot the snake? Oh, oh, yes, 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 I did. I usually don't kill animals. I, you know, it's Tar Malachim. What? I, I, I'm Jewish, sir. I, you know, we don't just hunt for the fun of it, you know. I mean, if we eat a kosher animal, then we're allowed to shecht it, and we're not supposed to make them suffer. That's why we have this laws of shechita and everything like that, sir. But, but you understand, um, I, I, I just, um, we don't just kill things just like that. But this snake was wrapped around you. I had no idea it was the king. I just saw that there was a person screaming and, and looked like he was in trouble, and snake looked like he was going to bite you, so I, I had no choice. So that's why I shot the snake, uh, and then wanted to, if I had to kill it, you know, so I had to kill it real fast, so I, that's why I shot it right in the head. But you're such a good shot, you know, you could have hit me. Uh, oh, no, Baruch Hashem, not. I am a very good shot, you know. Uh, Baruch Hashem, I've been practicing with bow and arrow since I was a little kid. You have? Did you hear that, Captain? Yes, I did. I heard that. <laughs> you know something? I would like to have you as one of my personal bodyguards. Oh, oh no, sir, Your Majesty. Um, I'm very happy with what I do. You know, I'm, I'm a person that sits and learns, and and you know, and then <laughs> you know, for my leisure time, a little bit, I like to you know practice my bow and arrow. That's all. You know, 
Um, oh, come on now. I am the king, you know, and you are trespassing, and I have a right now to have you killed if I wanted to. But since you saved my life, I won't. And if I'm offering you to uh, serve as a bodyguard for me, you should accept. Uh, but, but, sir, I'm perfectly happy with what I do and who I am. I heard you, and you better hear me. Uh, what what do you mean, sir, your majesty? <laughs> what do I mean? Well, you're very good, and I want to have you. Do you understand? Uh, sir, your majesty, do you realize who this person is? Yes. He's a person that knows how to shoot a bow very well. But, sir, he's Jewish. You don't have anybody on your staff that is Jewish, you know. They're very different. I don't care how different. Did you see if it makes a difference when he shot that snake? Uh, good point, sir. Um, I hear you. Um, right. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. Uh-huh. I hear. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, oh, oh, wow. <clears throat> yes, sir. Okay. Uh, well, what do you say? Should I lock you up for trespassing and then sentence you to death? Or would you like to work as my bodyguard? Well, I guess I have no choice. Um, I guess um, I'll, I'll work for you as a bodyguard. So I'll just go home and get my stuff. Uh, you're not going alone. You two soldiers accompany him. Yes, sir. Run away, sir. And, of course, two soldiers accompanied him. And he told his father that he has a new job. And, of course, his new job... Excuse me. I have to blow my nose. Uh, uh. <laughs> What does that have to do with this? Uh, you guys, could you stay in the background and let me just continue the story? Oh, sorry. Okay, anyways, so back to where we were. Uh, You're on page seven. Oh, okay, page seven. Okay, here we are. Okay, so he went home, and he told his father, and his father said, I don't like this. It's not very good for you to go there. You're going to be the only thing you dare. You know what that means. They'll be jealousy over there. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You should have listened to me. Well, <laughs> nothing's so bad. I mean, you know, like the king likes me, and I, and I saved his life and everything. Uh, Sashem put you in a testing mode. He tested you to see what you would do. If Hashem wanted, he could have saved the king a different way, or he could have made it that there was no snake there. Hashem was just testing you. Looks like you're failing the test. I don't think so. Maybe I could do some good for Yidin. Well, time will tell. But no matter what, make sure that they don't have influence on you. You stay stark and firm. Yes, I'll be, I'll be strong and firm and firm. No problem. Don't worry, Tati. Everything will be fine. Do you think I'm going to give up Yiddishkeit? I'm going to get permission to go to a minion every day. And sure enough, that's what he did. He got permission to go to a minion. But when the king said, One second, you're gone too long. I need you to protect me sometimes. So you know what? Why don't we arrange to have a minion over here? Uh, what? Yes, I'm the king. I can afford it. I'll build you a small shawl just for you. Really? You do that for me? Yes, of course. And sure enough, the king built a small room to make a small base of medrash, and he hired that Eden should spend their day over there learning together with him, and doing everything. But some of the other ministers were starting to get a little bit jealous. How come they were getting jealous? He's just shooting an arrow. He's not giving advice. Oh, I guess I forgot to tell one part. Which part did you forget to tell? 
oh, the part that uh, he started to take, um, <clears throat> you know, Shlemy uh, <clears throat> on a hunting trip. Yeah, and? Well, let me tell you what happened. Well, Shlomo, am I pronouncing your name right? Oh, yeah, you can call me Shlomo or Shlomo, it's all right. Well, Shlomo. <laughs> it's much easier for me to say Shlomo than Shlomo. Shl 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 no, Shlomo is fine. Okay, uh, yes, what is it? <laughs> well, you know, you seem to be a smart person. Can I engage you in talking? Uh, of course, sure. What would you like to know? And he would get into conversations with him. And he would ask him tons of questions. And one question he started to ask was, May I ask you a strange question? I've asked, um, uh, uh, you know, um, my uh, advisors, and I've asked my wise people all around, you know. <laughs> I've asked them a very strange question. Really? What kind of question? If I can answer it, I will do so. All right, you see. I always like to watch the birds. Oh, that's nice. It's a great creation of Hashem. Yes, and I noticed that birds fly very, very high. Yes, they do. Baruch Hashem. But I noticed that sometimes a small bird that doesn't weigh much cannot fly as high as an eagle. How come? Oh, that's an excellent question, Your Majesty. But there's a good reason for it. You see, when Hashem made creatures, you know, like regular animals and people, uh, you know, uh, he used uh, sand, dirt, and he took the dirt and mixed it together with, uh, you know, water and air, and he breathed a, a form of life in it. Now, when it came to the birds, he went over and made them out of the alluvial mud. Out of the what? You know, the watery mud that's like at the bottom of the ocean. He took that mud and formed the birds. Now, the more mud in it and the less air, the less ear, the less ear that's in it went over, okay, the less ear that he put in it, the bird was heavy, like the ostrich, can't even fly. <laughs> that makes sense. And the eagle, although it's big, but had more ear than mud when it was created. That's very interesting. Now, you're telling me when I look at a bird, I'm actually seeing mud? Well, not really. You see, when you look at a sponge cake, do you see a sponge? <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. And you're going to ask me if I see a marble cake with marbles in it. <laughs> I'd break my teeth then. Yes, that's my point. You see, what goes into a marble cake or a sponge cake? Well, they don't put sponges and marbles, that's for sure. No, but they put flour. Yes. They put sugar, salt, eggs, right? Fruit juice or something. And then they mix it just right. And depending on what ingredients they make in it or put in it, it becomes either um, a marble cake or a sponge cake or a chocolate cake. Yes, that's right. But when it's baked, you don't see the ingredients anymore. So when you see the bird, you don't see the mud anymore. You know you're very smart. Can I ask you another question? Well, I hope I can answer it. Go ahead, ask. Okay. Um, let me ask you a question like this. Okay. Birds that fly very high, how come they don't fly like... Out of space. Oh, what do you mean, out of space? You know, like past the sky. That's an excellent question. And that's written in our Torah. Really? <laughs> Where? Well, when it talks about Misa Beratius Machkas, no, no, no. Misa Beratius Machus Garachkas. No, 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 no. Masa Machus. No, no, no. Machus is a herring. No, no. 
Maase. Maachka. No, no, no. Maase. Maachka. Okay. Maachka. No, no, you got me saying it. Maase. Beracious. Maachka. Barachkis. No, 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 no. Maase. Beracious. Maachka. Barachkis. No, 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 no. Oh, wait, you know what? I got it. How about if I just translate? Okay, what is it? Um, works of creation. Oh, works of creation. I could say that. Yeah, Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem? No, 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 never mind. Okay, anyway, so let me tell you what happened. You see, what ended up happening is as follows. You see, when Hashem created the birds, who's Hashem? God, God. Oh, I see. That's what you say. God is Hashem. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, now, when he created the birds, he created them, and it says that they should fly. But it says, Al Penei Harakia Hashemayim. They fly into the sky of the heavens. That means they could only fly to the sky and not past it. Very interesting. Very interesting. And now you're so good at it. Could I ask you another question? Aye. Boy, oh boy, you keep asking me questions. I thought you wanted to go hunting. Okay, one last question, and then we'll continue hunting. Okay, what's the last question? How come fish live in the water and not outside the water? And how come we cannot live in the water? Oh, that's very simple. We were created out of the elements outside of the ocean. And we have a little bit of water in us compared to a fish, when they were created, that is. And the fish were made out of the water itself. So that's why they live in the water. And Hashem made them with these gills and things like that, that they could breathe in the water and separate the oxygen from the water. You are brilliant. You know what? You're not just my bodyguard. Well, what do you mean? I don't understand. You're now going to be my top advisor. You're what? Yes, you're going to be my top advisor. <laughs> I love it. You're so good at it. You're so smart. And sure enough, he was not just the bodyguard of the king, but now... He was also the advisor of the king. This began to get some of the other advisors very jealous. This is very bad for us. What do you mean this is very bad for us? I know exactly what he's talking about. Okay, gentlemen. Now, nobody else is in here, right? Nobody else is in here. Nobody else is in here. What's the problem? Why, you mean, what's the problem? You know why I call this meeting? It's very simple. When was the last time, uh, okay, Jeremy, when was the last time you were picked to, uh, to give advice to the king? Oh, last time I was picked to give advice for the king was, uh, was, uh... You can't remember, can you? Oh, let's see, was it yesterday? No, 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 no. Was it the day before yesterday? No, no, no. Was it the day before the day before or after the day before, in between the day before, or between the day that was between the week that was before the week that... Oh, you know something? I don't remember. That's right. And what about you, <laughs> Margot? When was the last time that the king asked you for advice? Uh, about a couple of months ago. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Lodwig, when was the last time he asked you for advice? What time? Oh, gosh, calling me 
I asked Lodwag, not you, Jeremy. Oh, sorry. Uh, I'm still figuring out what it was. Uh, uh, was it yesterday, the day before? Well, yeah, yeah, you stopped that already. Okay, we got that idea. Okay, Ludwig, when was the last time that the king asked you for advice? Well, let's see now. Last time the king asked me for advice was the last time he asked me for advice. Okay, stop being funny. When was that? Um, uh, about uh, a week after he had the Jewish guy to become the bodyguard. That's right. Now, what do you think? If the king likes him so much, he doesn't need us, does he? No, I guess not. That's a problem, right? Oh, so what are we going to do? Wait a minute. Are you trying to say that we could be out of a job? That's right. We could be out of a job. What do you say? Oh, boy. That's not very good. Oh, no. Not very good. Uh, one second. Who's that coming in? Sorry. Uh, I'm a little late for the meeting. Uh, what's going on here? Huh, why were you late for the meeting? Uh, because I fell asleep. You fell asleep? Yeah, I was waiting for the king uh, uh, to call me for advice, and, and he wasn't calling, and I was just sitting there and sitting there until I fell asleep. Uh-huh. So he doesn't ask advice from you either, does he? Huh? Has Zargo? Did he ask you for advice lately? Oh, uh, no. He never asked me for advice. Not in a long time. So, are you with us? I'm right now with you in the room, aren't I? Now I mean without plan. What plan? What plan? He never told us any plan. Well, it's very simple. When the king realizes he has one guy that's smarter than all of us, he's going to say, economically, it doesn't pay to have us. And we'll be fired. Oh, boy. So what do we do? Well, <laughs> we have to get rid of the Jew. Oh, wait a minute. We can't just kill him just like that. The king loves him. If the king finds out we killed him, that'll be terrible. Nah, I got a plan. You got a plan? What is your plan? <laughs> Are you ready for this? We're ready for anything. Yeah, what's your plan? Oh, yeah, he's got a plan. But you have to hurry up with your plan because the king might call me for advice. <laughs> the king is not going to call you for advice. He hasn't called you in a long time, remember? Oh, yeah. Was it yesterday or the day before yesterday? Or was it three weeks ago? I'm trying to remember what he called me last. Was it the day before the day in between yesterday? Or was it yesterday's day that was before the week before? Just forget it, okay? Now, we're not going to kill him by uh, just like that. We'll have the king kill him. Well, how are we going to have that happen? Yeah, how are we going to have that happen? Is the king going to kill him yesterday or the day before yesterday or the day in between? You'll stop that already? Uh, I could stop that. Do you want me to stop it today or the day before yesterday or the day in between yesterday? Stop it right now! Oh, okay. I guess so. I can stop it. All right. What's your plan? Tell us what your plan is. All right. It's very simple. You know, this Jewish advisor, Shlomo, he's very good with the bow and arrow. Yeah, that's right. So... What about it? Yeah, but what about it? Yeah, what about it? You stop repeating everything I say. Boy, they sound like me, right, Rabbi Arms? Oh, yeah, yeah, but let them finish. I'd like it when you're so quiet. You never heard this story before, right? Never heard it before. Wow, it's amazing. Okay. 
So I guess I never told it in a very long time. Maybe before I was born. That's a possibility. Okay, anyways, so what happened was as follows. Okay. All right, now listen, here's my plan. It's very simple. We all know he's very good with the bow and arrow. Yeah, so? Well, so, here's what we do. We steal one of his arrows. Now, we all know that every one of his arrows are specially marked, right? And that's his trademark on it, right? Yeah, so, yeah, so. We're not going to sew. We're not doing nothing with sewing, okay? Here's what we're going to do. One night, we're going to go over and go down the hallway and speak to the king's bodyguard, right? Yeah, yeah, and? Then we're going to take a knife, and while we're in the middle of conversation, when he's not suspecting anything, we're going to kill him. But that's not nice. Yeah. I mean, then we'll all be dead, and then he'll be the advisor. That's not my plan. All right, all right. Calm down. Tell us what your plan is. All right, here's my plan. Are you listening? Yeah, we're listening. Oh, I think I was listening. Was it today I was listening, or was it yesterday? How did you ever get a job as an advisor? Anyways, listen here. This is the plan. After we stick him with the knife, we pull out the knife, and then we take the Jew's arrow, and we stick the arrow, get it? We take the arrow, stick it into him. And then we <laughs> we uh, let everything happen by itself. What do you mean? Oh, I think I got it. And this is before yesterday or the day between. Will you stop that already? Oh, but I think I figured out your plan. Your idea is to frame the Jew. It'll make it look like the Jew shot him with the arrow. <laughs> but then he heard noise, and, and then... Where's the noise going to come from? Don't worry. We're going to take care of that. And so, the following night, they waited until midnight. The clocks were ticking in the pallet. Midnight came. <coughs> and the king was sound asleep. Eat a bit of butter, 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 jelly sandwich. Eat a bit of butter, 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 and he was sleeping. And the guard was in front of the door of the king's bedroom. And while he was there, the advisors came. <laughs> Shh, quiet. What are you doing over here? You don't belong here at this moment. Even advisors should go to sleep. What are you doing here? Well, it just so happens that we need to tell you something. Really? What is it? We can't say it out loud. We don't want to wake up the king. But you're in danger. What do you mean I'm in danger? I'm a trained soldier. I know how to fight. I'm good with my sword. I know, I know, I know. But you have to keep your voice down because you don't want to wake up the king. So listen, here's what's going to happen. I want to tell you, let me whisper in your ear, so no one overhears. All right. How is my life in danger? Wouldn't the king's life be in danger? Well, yes. But they have to get rid of you first. How are they going to do that? Well, that's what I want to tell you. See, we're smart advisors, and we figured out what's going to be. We, we uncover the plot, and that's why we want to warn you. So you could set a trap. Well, I could set a trap? That's good. So what is it? What's the plan? All right. I'm coming closer. I'm coming even closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's the plan? The plan is simple. Yeah, what is it? It's like this. <coughs> oh, I think I got a boo-boo. 
And of course, he stabbed the guard, and the guard fell dead. They took out the knife. They wrapped it up and hid it, of course. And then they took an arrow, and then they stuck it in to the guard. And they left it like that. And suddenly, the advisors were coming by. They were walking as part of the plan. All right, guys. Now, uh, scream. Oh, oh, no, the guard. He's been shot by an arrow. Oh, who's that running away? Who's that running? Who's that running? Yeah, yeah, who's that guy? Stop, stop him, stop him. Oh, my goodness. And, of course, with all that noise, the king woke up. What's going on here? What's happening here? What's going on? And the king woke up. And he came to the door. Guards, guard, what is going on here? And he opened the door. And as he opened the door, he tripped over the guard. Oh, my goodness, I tripped. What are you doing on the floor? And what are you doing with an arrow? Oh, no, guards, captain of the guard, come quick, 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 quick. And the captain of the guards came. What is it? What is it? What is it? What's going on here? Oh, my goodness, who killed this guard? What's going on here? And what are you guys doing here? An advisor said, well, uh, we heard about a plot. We didn't know if it was going to happen or not, and we came to warn the king. And then all of a sudden, as we're coming down here, all of a sudden we, we heard a, a, like an, a, a wind sound, you know, like that. And then we looked, and the guard was shot by this arrow. And then we screamed, and then the person ran away. That's what happened. Yeah, 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 I'm telling you. And the king said, really? Who has the nerve to kill my guard? Well, we, 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 we kind of like overheard something, some people talking, that they overheard someone else talking, who overheard someone else talking, who said that somebody was going to kill the king. So they were coming, and they first killed your guard, but we were coming to tell the king about the plot, and then he heard us, and he started to run. Really? <laughs> All right, let's see. Who can do something like this? Oh, my goodness, he was shot by an arrow. Yeah, yeah. Good shot, right through the heart. Wow. Hmm. Wait a minute, sir. Wait, this arrow has some distinguished markings on it. What are you talking about? Let me see the... Oh, my goodness. That's Shlomo's arrow. That's Shlomo's arrow. Huh? Shlomo was trying to kill me? I can't believe it. Have him arrested. And sure enough, they went to Shlomo. He was in the base of Madras Davening Chakras. And they pulled him away. Uh, excuse me, pardon me, i got to finish davening. The king lets me finish davening. I'm sorry, but you cannot finish your prayers now. You're in big trouble. What are you talking about? Uh, you tried to assassinate the king, didn't you? What are you talking about? I was learning all night, and uh, until I fell asleep over my safer. What are you talking about? <laughs> you killed the king's guard, the royal guard that stands in front of his a bedchamber. What are you talking about? I've been here learning all night. What are you talking about? Yeah, you don't fool us. You shot him with your arrow. I did not. What are you talking about? Come with us. Come with us. And they slept in there. <laughs> How could you? I trusted you. Look what you did. You wanted to kill me. Why? Why? I, I've been so good to you. I, I don't, Your Majesty, I, I didn't kill this guard. I'm talking. Yes, of course, you didn't. How come you, it's your arrow in there? It's such good marksmanship. You hit him straight in the heart. He died instantly. What are you talking about? I figured it out. The only reason why you didn't pull out your arrow is because these advisors were going down the hallway 
and they wanted to warn me because they figured out your plot. And what happened was, of course, as a result, you know, they wanted to warn me, and you heard the noise, and right away you couldn't pull out the arrow to hide the evidence. But this arrow is yours. There's no question about it. Uh, yes, that arrow is mine, but it must have been stolen from me. You act like it's not possible. <laughs> not possible. Arrest him! <laughs> and I trusted you. And, of course, they took him away. And they threw him into the jail. And they set a trial date. And all the evidence looked very bad. He didn't know what to do. But while he was in jail, he had a chance to think. And he began thinking, It seems to be that all these years, I thought I was having a little fun by doing this clay asa business with the bow and arrow. But I guess it carried away too far. Wow. Even though I stayed as a frumier, but I still went a little too far. And I became the royal guard, then the royal advisor. And the guards, they be not the guards, the advisors, of course. They became very jealous of me. And of course, they framed me. They're the ones that stole my arrow. Sure, I'm not very careful to count to make sure how many arrows I have left every day. I only make new arrows when I run really low. Well, I've been framed. But I guess my father was right. If I didn't get so carried away and becoming so good at this bow and arrow business, becoming so good at clay ace of stuff, I would not have been the advisor. Wow, I'm in big trouble. Who's going to defend me? How could I? You know what? Rabbi Shleilam, if you save me from this problem, I'm going to quit no matter what he does. I'm going to quit being the advisor. I'm going to go back to being just a plain old Shleimi. And that's it. The only time I'll pull out my bow and arrow is on Lag Boehmer. And after it, I'm going to be put away forever. Until the next Lag Boehmer. But I'm not going to practice every day like I used to. No way. And he kept davening to Hashem, saying those feelers over and over. And then the next morning came. All right, time for you to come to trial. And they schlepped him in chains, and they brought him to the trial. And they looked around. <laughs> Look at that. He has no body. There's no lawyer over here. <laughs> <laughs> He's in trouble. We'll get rid of him. Eh, my plan is working to the letter. I hope so. Yeah, me too. And all of a sudden, the king said, <laughs> Right, <laughs> this trial will come to order. Uh, where is the prosecutor? Uh, present your case. And the prosecutor got up. Ah, uh, yeah. Tell me about the case. Let me tell you like this. We have a very interesting case over here. The case over here is very, very simple. Okay? It seems to me that uh, there was an attempt of assassination to the majesty of the king. And this was uh, just happened like this, you know. Uh, he was shot by the royal advisor, Shlomo, because his arrows, his insignia arrows were there, and he was scared off when the advisors came to try to warn the king. But it was too late for the guards, but uh, they saved the king. And the evidence is very clear, and that's it. It's clear-cut evidence. So I say that uh, Islam is uh, very guilty, and that's it. 
All right, I hear what you say, but I'm a fear king. So, Slow-Mo, who will defend you? And Slow-Mo got up and he said, uh, uh, um, um, um. And all of a sudden, there was a voice from the back. I'll defend him. Who are you? Ah, don't worry who I am. I'm just a fellow Yid. And I will help him. But what's your name? Eh, uh, just call me Ellie. Ellie? Oh, I see. Okay, Ellie. And all of a sudden, Ellie walked over to Shlomo. Don't worry, Shlomo. Your tefillos were answered. But remember, keep your word. And all of a sudden, Shlomo began thinking, um, Could it be that this is not just Ellie, but it's really Ellie Yohanavi? I better be quiet. I, 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 yes, Your Majesty, uh, he'll defend me. And Eleonovi, who actually was who he was, in disguise said, Your Majesty, let us put things in perspective. First of all, this Jew, Shlomo, was framed. And how do you know that? Yes, how do you know that? How do you know that? And suddenly the king clopped on the table. Order, order. Now let him speak. We have the evidence over here. You know that. Really? You have evidence? Well, let me tell you something. You know, I believe, according to the doctor, this arrow was like three inches into the body of the uh, uh, guard, right? Yes, that's correct. I see. Now, uh, the bedroom from the king is at the end of the hall on the first turn, yes? Yes. Now, in order for somebody to stand and shoot an arrow into the guard that should go at least three inches into him, he would have to be at least 20 feet away. Uh, I, well, um, I guess. But there was only 10 feet between the wall and the bedroom door. Your point is? My point is, he was framed. In truth, if you will call a doctor to study the dead guard, you will find out that he was really stabbed with a knife. And suddenly the advisor got up. That's preposterous. That's ridiculous. Who do you think you are coming in out of nowhere and telling us what happened? It's pretty clean cut. That arrow. That arrow was stolen. You know, anybody could steal an arrow and stick it into a knife hole. Oh, yeah? Where's your evidence that he was stabbed? Right over here. Of course, you can't question how Eleonovi found it, but Eleonovi pulled out from inside his, his, like, robe. He pulled out, wrapped up, and he put it on the table, and he unraveled it, and he said, Your Majesty, here is the knife. And the king looked at the knife. Wait a minute, I recognize this. Ooh. Ooh. Peter, this is your knife. Uh, what, 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 what are you talking about? How did he get that? What, 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 I, I, I don't know. Uh. And of course, everything became very clear to the king that indeed Shlomo was framed by the other advisors, especially by Peter. So all the other advisors were locked up in jail for life. And Peter was hung because of his 
murder of the guard and attempt on the king's life. And of course, Shlomo begged the king to let him be free so none of these things could happen again. And the king understood. All right, you're free to go. But if I ever need advice, yes, you can come and call me. Not a problem. And now I must thank that person. Where's that person who saved me? And, and of course, he was gone. But one thing was clear. Shlomo kept his word. Never again did he ever practice bow and arrow during the rest of the year. Only took it out on Lag Bomer. Wow, I never heard this one before. Did you girls ever hear this story before? Your granddaughter's never heard it either. Oh, boy. All right, uh, we have time for some phone calls? <coughs> yes, we do. Okay. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name? And what lesson do you learn in tonight's story? Hello? Are well, you? Me? Yes, you. What's your name? I heard. My name is Elizabeth Goldstein. And, and I learned that you shall always do your amen. Listen to your father. Right. Very good. And you also should say, don't rise even though you don't know him. Very good. Very good. Okay, thank you very much. You did a good job. Okay, next caller. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name and what lesson do you learn tonight's story? Hello? Yes, you're on the air. What's your name and what lesson do you learn in tonight's story? My name is Avram Yaakov and I learned that you, sh you should never use a bow and arrow. Yeah, well, you should never use a bow and arrow in the way he did. Yes, you're right. right. Okay. That doesn't mean when it comes like boom, you shouldn't play with those rubber-tipped bow and arrows, but be very careful with them and not to shoot at people. Okay, very good. Okay, thank you very much. Okay, next caller. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name, and what lesson do you learn in tonight's story? Ha-ha, <laughs> got it. <laughs> okay, you're on. Okay, Masha, quickly. Tell yes, us the lesson. I know I did. Right. Okay. So the lesson is, I only have one, but next we'll have another one. Okay. It's really clay A-cells, and you should only use bow and arrows uh, for when it's an emergency, when you need to save somebody's life, life like the king. Excellent. Beautiful. Or somebody that's in danger. You know that? Right. That's correct. That's Here correct. Here goes another one. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay, take care. Maybe Bye. I should use a can next time. <laughs> okay, let me go to the next caller now. Thank you very much. Okay, hello, you're on the air. What is your name and what lesson do you learn tonight's story? Me? Yes, you. Um, my name is Malkio, and I learned that you should you should have to always keep have keyboard of an aim always, and you should uh, be like a from you not like. Practicing all those shits and everything. Excellent. Beautiful. That was great. Very well said. Thank you very much. Okay. And, uh, huh? Okay. This is the last caller coming in. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name and what lesson do you learn in tonight's story? Hello? Yes, you're on the air. What's your name? What lesson do you learn in tonight's story? My name is Mendel Blue and I learned that you should always have to have a name and. Don't be jealous. Very good. That's in there also. And there was, Excellent. And also, there was, on my bimer, there was a boy that got an arrow shot in his eye. 
Oy vey. Wow. Okay. Thank you very much. Did an excellent job. You listened very well. Okay. Thank you very much. Is that all the time we have? Okay. So that's all the time we have. So until next week. Everybody have a wonderful weekend. Have a great job. It's goodbye.